We've been drinking. What have we been drinking, Denise? Uh, Buffalo Milks in Catalina Island. All right. That's a signature <laughs> drink here. I don't know about you, but I have myself a Capri Sun. What are you drinking in the studio today? Right now I'm having a little refresh water. H2O, baby. <laughs> little H2O. Denise, tell us how you got started in the entertainment industry. Actually, it happened when my longtime best friend who passed maybe 10 years ago now, the great Richard Dunn. Richard Dunn. Richard Dunn was my best friend for 19 years. Rest in peace. Yeah, and he got started working with the Tim and Eric show. Oh. And nice. he got his first hit. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Shot done. Mm-hmm. And he invited me to be on for his first guest. Wow, cool. So you're a guest on the Tim and Eric show and that was your first role? The first everything, the first time in front of the camera. Wow. Um oh, Yeah, it was That's pretty a... cr- creepy because they said Adult Swim Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And when you hear Cartoon Network, you actually think it's maybe a cartoon for kids or something. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought before I knew. Yeah, so I actually dressed like a teacher for the part. <laughs> and when I get there... Were you supposed to or did it throw everyone off? And no, they, it wasn't teacher, teacher, but it was conservative. Like, you oh, know, yeah. I didn't come out with the boobs out and stuff like I would normally <laughs> like dress. Like teacher. Yeah, I didn't come out like... Like music video teacher, everyone's fantasy teacher. <laughs> thank you. I didn't come out like that, but I was in shock. To know that it wasn't for kids, it was totally for adults. And Ah. the questions that were asked, if you get a chance to look at Shot Done, Richard Dunn's show, and I was his first host. No, that wasn't the first host. We gotta, you're gonna go through it and everything anyway. And how do you spell Shot Done? Is it two words? S. No. Yeah, it is two words. Not one. Shot Done. Ah. Shot done, and and everybody knows the show from reggae, mm-hmm. and me answering a question as pizza or <laughs> skates or they asked me what the word plip it plip plip it plip it pleep you'll look it up and oh, yeah <laughs> and I said I don't know I think it's pizza or skates or something just being funny because at the time I was in shock and I really didn't want to show the expressions on my face that I'm lost because I'm thinking I'm on a kid show. But it was yeah. absolutely adult humor. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I was... I'm so happy that you're here. You know, everybody, I my boyfriend ran into Tanise on the hotel patio and here we are. <laughs> like this is the most awesome interview ever because we became fast friends and I just have to say it's lovely to have you here. It's such a nice surprise and so wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that you went from Doing nothing in the entertainment industry to just being on the Tim and Eric show? Nothing at all. But I've all my whole life I've always been asked to model and I've been offered shows and stuff, but I just it wasn't my thing. And then I had a nice cousin, Deezer D, Mm -hmm. which is very popular on the ER show. He plays Malik. Oh, nice. And he was always very encouraging encouraging to me. He's my best friend. Was my best friend, but rest in peace, if I could say that. Oh, yes, of course. And um, he was always there, and he always, he was my my best role model. Um, always positive. Miss him very much. It's kind of hard to talk about it right now because it's so fresh. He just passed on January 7th. I'm sorry to hear and, that. And, yeah, but. But you, uh, what did you do before uh, being on the seminary? Background work for oh. ER. Okay. And like, I even did like the longest yard and some other things. Another 
it was kind of like um, CSI, but no. In NYPD, mm-hmm. New York, a court scene, some stuff like that. Little things I did, but oh. then once I started with Tim and Eric, it just... I didn't understand it. It happened overnight. That is awesome. That's amazing when something like that happens and it's something that you wish for. Like, I'm guessing that that's something you always wanted, right? Kind of, sort of. I was always (sighs) into a little bit of everything, but that was the last thing that I would ever think that would happen to me, like literally overnight. That is cool. Richard Dunn calls me and says, do you want to be my guest on shot done for the Tim and Eric's awesome show. Yes, please. <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> I was filmed for like an hour and 20 minutes. Awesome. The next day, uh-huh. I'm bringing scripts that I've written, my oh. horror scripts. Uh-huh. If I can say names. Um, yes, producers, ahead. John Mugar, mm-hmm. love you. Dave Niebong, um, Clark Rankin, of course, Tim and Eric, Tim Heidecker, Oh, hey. Um, Eric Warheim. I love all you guys. Um, wow. Thank you for what listening. What they've done for me, even though I've had my episodes in life, they understood. I could go to them and talk to them about anything. They were there. Wow. And they constantly just, we just kept going and growing and growing and growing from nightlife to the awesome show. And I'm here and I'm doing other things with Rob Mulligan. Oh, who is Rob Mulligan? Rob Mulligan is a grand writer, producer, director, very creative guy. I'm on a few comedies like um, Mulligan Stew. Oh, I played heard... Tamika. Okay, <laughs> and oh. um, the Legend of Stank Mouth. Nice. Um, Helitosis, the Legend of Stank Mouth, <laughs> a comedy horror, which you guys will get a nice little gig off of, a nice laugh. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's funny. Just from the name, that makes me want to watch it. Stank Mouth. Yes. the Legend of Helitosis. <laughs> oh, Knock gosh. it off. He's so awesome. Him and his wife Valerie. Mm-hmm. Valerie Mulligan. They're they're so awesome. They're so, they're genius. They're, they're awesome. That's all I can say. That is I so... love them both. Thank you guys for everything that you've done for me. Oh, Tim gosh. and Eric, all of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. If for... it wasn't for Tim and Eric, Tim and Eric de-virginized me every, in every situation <laughs> when it comes to filmmaking. <laughs> that... They put me in first for everything. And wow. it's kind of wild, but that is really it happened. Neat. Of all the people too, you know, like they just have a buddy, buddy show and I was kind of curious about something. So, Ask. so for me, Tim and Eric, they are funny, yes, but <laughs> they are a little bit not G-rated, maybe a little bit past G-rated. Mm-hmm. And I try to write things and act in things that are like maybe PG-13 at the most, just because I'm Christian and I try to like bring a bright vibe and, you know, but let's say this, would Tim and Eric hire a writer if he or she were not on the side of cussing or, you know, like maybe he or she didn't want to do something gross, would they cater to that, you know, writer, actor, actress? Obviously, I don't think you really watched the show yet because... Yes, I have. I used David to... Liebehart uh-huh. puts it out there grandly. Uh-huh. Like, I, first of all, I am a Christian man. And he doesn't curse, but he talks about spicy tacos <laughs> and stuff like that and his slim little ladies that he likes. But no, they have... It's not about your religion or anything. If you're funny and they like you, uh-huh. they like you. Oh, It has nothing to do with religion. They're, they don't talk about religion. They are who they are. Oh, that's awesome. All right, great. Then. But yeah, David Lieberhardt, which is having his new 
I think it's a spinoff from the Tim and Eric show. Oh, that's The Dave cool. Believe Her show. That's... Go on YouTube right now. You can see them all over the place. That is so, so awesome. So they've had a lot of spinoffs, right? You First of all, the first spinoff was your friend's show. The one... Not um, Richard Dunn shot Dunn. He was just a part of the show. Oh. But, but so far, no, we had Doug, 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 mm-hmm. Doug, Dougie, Dougie, Doug Pound. <laughs> he, I think he had like a little spinoff. I'm not for sure. I don't, I don't wanna, I'm not being mean. I love you, Doug. But no, that's okay. I didn't see it. But no, I'm I think because sure. I was on a show season episode 12, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's called Fake Quake or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's shot when Dunn gets shot mm-hmm. and we have like a fake quake. And it was awesome. That's all I can say. Wow. That... My brain is all over the place. We're having no. fun here in Catalina and oh. Avalon. Get here if you've never been. Oh, yes. Please do come. <laughs> it's great here. It's peaceful. It's 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 everything you want it to be. It, it can, really is. It can be like exploring in nature. It can be drinking. It can be just going to the beach. It can be meeting cool friends like Denise. <laughs> and dressing up like a pirate. Oh, I'm yes. Buccaneer night. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Buccaneer days are coming. They are coming this weekend. It's where everyone goes all out and dresses like a pirate or piratess. And uh, they take over the town of Two Harbors on the other side of the island where I lived last year. And it's such a tiny town, but it's great when there's a party or something. Oh, my gosh. It's just everyone's everywhere having the best time going camping. There's a little general store. Buccaneer Days, everyone. Check it out. You know, this interview is going to air after Buccaneer Days. But next year, you can get yourself here and come and have some island pirate fun. Arr. Um, But I'm very excited. So, Tanise, how do you spell your name if someone were going to look you up on, on IMDb? It's T-A-N-E-S-E. That's right. And then... Tanise, last name Gray, G-R-A-Y. Okay, Tanise Gray, everyone. And... So what do you have in the works right now? Like, what is next for you? Wow. I have so many things. Of course, I'm working on a new David Lieberhardt show very soon. Mm-hmm. And um, some more Rob Mulligan, I'm sure, for Mulligan Stew. Awesome. And some things of my own that I'm in the making. <sighs> um, I love horror films. I love writing them. I'm comedy. I got quite a few things coming out. That's exciting. Preparing for it right now. And Tim and Eric, I'm ready. Yes. Rob Mulligan, I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm ready. Um, um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan and Christopher, I'm ready. They're the producers <laughs> yeah. of the new David Lieberhart show, which oh. is still Timonary. They're all associated. That is so cool. But Ryan and Chris, I love you guys. Can't wait. Yay. They're doing the most. Let's get these videos in and show them what's up. <laughs> yes, let's do it. And then Tim and Eric should come to Catalina Island and hang out with us. Tim and Eric, get over here and let's have a little a, a little naughty party. Let's go for a swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> They're so awesome. I bet they are. You totally love Tim and Eric. They seem like they would be nice. Like, I think that Tim's a good listener. I don't know why, but I just have this feeling that, you know, just the way he observes people, even on camera, I bet he is a really good listener. Is that true? I think so. Yeah. I would say so. But my sister, I'm going to put my sister on blast right now. Oh, because it. she said, what's up with the little one? <laughs> They're not little. Eric's just taller yeah. than Tim. But she's like, that little one is something else. I was like, what do you mean by that? She said, I think I like Eric better than Tim. Why? I said, you don't even know him at all. But yeah, she's like. No, you don't. <laughs> I said, no, they're both cool. I love I'm them sure both. I appreciate everything that they've done for me. And some of my hardest times when 
Richard Pass and That's everything. Good. I love you. I never really had a chance to really speak to you guys. I love you so much, and I appreciate everything that you've done for me. And I'm still here for you oh. forever. Mwah. Oh, that's awesome. I love them. And I appreciate your comedy, Tim and Eric. I used to watch it with my roommate, previous roommate in Chicago, and it is pretty funny. It just, <laughs> just like something always surprises you. It's nonsense. It is. It's a bunch of nonsense, a bunch of dirty, rotten nonsense. And you better have a drink and some other things. And you, it's so funny. It really is. And something always surprises me about that show. Like I, every time I watched it, I thought the script was was gonna go one way. But then it went another way, and I was like, "What? How did they do that?" It was always a surprise. Nice little shock. Show. Yeah, shock nice value. Little shock. So, Tanise, tell us what are you doing on Catalina Island? What brought you here? What adventure? What adventure? I wanted to get away from LA. Mm-hmm. I needed to be alone. Mm-hmm. I came over here for peace. I've, oh, I'm normally I've been coming here since a little kid. It's like my second home, to be honest. A lot of people don't know. I'm always escaping over to Catalina. Oh, that's awesome. I never tell anyone, but my family, they know when I come. But it's a great place. I needed to get away. I need a little air. Started a new relationship. That's really not that good. I don't want to get into that. But yeah, I have to make a choice. Everybody complains. People, not everybody. People, Certain people complain sometimes about relationships. Mm-hmm. Whatever you complain about in life, you have to remember this first. We all have choices. Yes. If somebody true. doesn't have a gun up to your head and threatening you to make you to do something, you have a choice. That's Run. Right. And I ran to Catalina because I'm making new moves here. All right, girl. <laughs> Hold on. Let me clap. Yeah. New moves. I have to. Yes, you I do. had to. And there's nothing but beautiful people over here to Catalina. I'm thinking about moving here. I, don't really, oh. I shouldn't really say that because... I don't want people to know where I am. That, that's fine. <laughs> Not really, but... I could edit that out if you want. Yeah. Let, it, me, let me check the minute. When okay. you get a chance, you just go through stuff and do what you want to do. I don't care. Okay. But, um, yeah. So... I'm here to adventure, have fun. I met this wonderful woman here. Aw. And I'm loving her. <laughs> Thanks. And I was actually on the patio a few days ago, and I was a little sad. And she just came out and said, what's wrong, friend? Oh god. She made me tea. She brought me flowers. <laughs> she she brought me banana chips and famous Amos cookies and gave me a hug and she was gonna stay there. I said, No, I'm okay. Aww. What an angel. Gee, okay. What an angel. Bananas always make you feel better. They At least do, they make right? me feel better. They but, do. But no, thank you, Tanise. That's helpful to know that I was helpful to you. I was just trying to be a friend and I don't want to see anybody sad. And you were. You were awesome. Thank you. And I'm here for you just like you've been for me. Thank you, girl. Yes. So tell us, who are some of your influences in the industry? You have been, like, you've written, you've acted. What inspires you? First of all, I got to give it to Richard Dunn because he always told me, you're a great writer. He would wake up and sometimes in the middle of the day with a suit and tie on, but he crashed out earlier and, and he knows I'm in his front room in Hollywood where he was staying. Mm-hmm. And he would come in and say, whatever you do, don't stop writing. You're <laughs> just, you're doing so awesome. I love That's you. Awesome. And of course him. And then when I got to know Tim and Eric and they just, they opened the doors up to me to where they gave me so many opportunities to do whatever I wanted to do. They that, they really did. That is so cool. And then things in life, life situations happen to where I had to make choices. And sometimes I feel that I made the wrong ones. Well, I used to feel like I made wrong choices, but now I feel better 
I don't feel like I made the wrong choices. If it's meant to be, it's going to be. Yes. You yes, know? Yes, it is. And I believe in my heart and soul, Tim and Eric saw the same thing. Like, she's going through what she's going through. She'll be okay. And if she's ready and if she wants this, she's going to come and get it. If not, we still love her. We've done what we've done to her, with her, and we love her. And it is what it is, but that it's another woman in town right now. Oh, yes. That's not a sheriff. It's a new woman in town. <laughs> that is awesome. Truly. Um, gosh, that's so great that you got that experience from them and that they are still there for you. And uh, so you were telling me earlier that you're going to go film something in Tennessee. Is that right? Well, actually, it's um, 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 the Emmett Till story. Oh, wow. Jay-Z and um, 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 Will Smith. Oh, they're wow. doing it. That is and awesome. yeah, and like October 26th, they're having like some things going there. And oh. I don't want to say background. I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure going. you'll get a part. I'm sure I will. That is. A- and it's very interesting. It's kind of out there, but it is what it is. Things happen in life. That's the past. We got to keep moving, but let it be known. Yes. Uh, that is a story that needs to be told. I Thank you. It really does. And seeing that. I think I was a kid and I saw that on a documentary with my dad and it made me cry so bad. Mm. And I I think I got maybe 15 minutes into the documentary and I'm like, okay, dad, turn it off. And he's like, no, just go run upstairs, sweetheart. And, you know, he was yeah. always educated in those things. But it's a, definitely a story that needs to be told. And I don't know if it's been told before. In- they have documentaries. They have like sh- little short stories and stuff, but not like this. Yes, one. that. That's what I mean. Like, has it ever been told as a blockbuster in Hollywood? I don't think it has. No, no. Yeah, I think that... Jay-Z and Will Smith are about to sum it up for oh, us. Oh, that's cool. It's yes. about time. Good job, guys. Yes. Um. So since you're here on Catalina Island, I am going to give you some prizes for just being a guest. Um, mm. Do you have any requests? Like, do you want a shot glass? Do you want toenail clippers? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have, give me a shot glass because after this I'm gonna get a few. Yeah, I'm gonna get a few shots. Let's today. get some. Let's get ourselves nice. some buffalo milk. Buffalo milk. But in the meantime, we have a quiz. I always give my guest a quiz of some sort. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I was thinking of switching it up and maybe having something a little different. Okay. Uh, so instead of a movie quiz, how about we do an etiquette quiz okay. because we are proper here. Mm-hmm. Somewhat, a little, little out there, but proper. Y- yeah. <laughs> Let's just throw it up and mix it up proper. for a change. Um, okay. okay, so this is a Victorian etiquette quiz, um, and I'm going to start it. And you have to, because I can send you to Victorian, but just do it. Uh, let's do it. You Test me. You can't see these answers, can you? I know I won't. Okay. <laughs> I'll peek, though. <laughs> um, okay. If a young lady saw a gentleman who she knew in public... And she recognized him. How must he then respond by A, touching the brim of his hat, B, lifting his hat, or C, bowing in her direction? And I know this guy. Mm-hmm. It depends if he was with someone or not, a girlfriend or not. Oh, and if I- he was with a girlfriend, I would just, you know, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk to you later. But other than that, I wouldn't just touch him or do anything oh, no, like no, that no. if he was with someone. Oh, this is how would he respond? Oh, how would he respond? Oh, yes. So if a young lady saw a gentleman who she knew and they were in public and she like recognized him and he could tell that she was recognizing yeah. him, 
how would he respond? What's the proper way that he responds after she recognizes him in public? Does he touch the brim of his hat? Does he lift his hat? Or does he bow in her direction? I think bow in my direction. All right. Let's see. Oh, rats. Um, it was lifting his hat. Lifting his hat. Oh, I yeah. mean, some guys do that, but a lot of guys do that. Uh, that's like, true. Like, are up like this. Like, hey, you yeah, know. That's true. Yeah. I've seen a few touch the brim of their hats, like in Chicago, strangely. I remember that different a lot. Different cities is different. It is. Like, that must be the tradition. We're all different in states and cities. That's right. For sure. Yes, it is. But there are some real fine gentlemen out here, I would say. Don't I do you do say it to so me right myself. now. I do say don't so Don't you myself. do it to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm like hiding. Oh, don't. I, I have to stay in because I came here with someone and he's a little smasher Oh, and he's having fun. And when I'm by myself, I mean, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to interview with me at the radio <laughs> station. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? If I'm being offered all everything, come on, let's go. Kind of, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go to dinner. And just having fun. But, you know, he's my buddy. I won't leave him. I got a babysitter. I'm with a toddler. A grown a 60, toddler. A 62 year old toddler. But you know what? You know, that makes life interesting. Then you have more stories and then you have something to write about. Do you not? I get something to write about as far as with him mm-hmm. every day. Oh, I bet. Actually. Every day, a different subject. Put it's it on the Tim and Eric show. They, they, would, they would fall out. <laughs> Rob Mulligan would too. Rob Mulligan, like I said, Rob Mulligan and his wife, mm-hmm. Val, they were there too. They, they're still there. They, they slammed me in front of everything when oh. they, you know... After Richard Dunn, I kind of took it hard. I'm sure. That's I took your it friend. 19 years. Oh, gosh. Together for like the last 10 before he died. Every day. Wow. Interviews. I don't know what I, I would do. It, it drove me crazy. Yeah. Rob stepped in. Tim and Eric, they stayed there. But Rob and Valerie Mulligan, they they stepped in. And now Ryan and Chris, they're doing the David Liebehart thing and other things that I got going for myself. Denise Gray and her scripts. Oh, that's- Horror and comedy. Oh, so you write horror and comedy both? Yes. That's funny because last week's guest was Jordan McKittrick, who was the director of a horror comedy film. (laughs) I feel like you guys could work together because he wrote, it was a funny horror movie. So do you combine your genres or do you do them separately? Like you'd write a comedic script and then the next script might be a horror script or how do you? For me, it just comes. Oh, so how And I'll get like maybe... If it depends on how many scripts I'm writing at one time. You can write more than one. I can write three scripts, three scripts at one time, and I'll show you in your face, and you'll see. Wow. And three songs at one time. I never get the characters messed up. As long as I got on one of my favorite movies, The House of a Thousand Corpses, mm-hmm. um, Rob Zombie or Devil's Rejects, um, Halloween original, Halloween Rob Zombie's remake, and I just put them on. I actually don't even really need to hear them. And I'm like, Dr. Jekyll and De- Jekyll and Hyde, like Frankenstein. And I go nonstop. Like, can you go? I back never and... messed up. Oh, that's that's neat. And I never have to tear papers off and start over. Wow. That's kind of creepy that... to myself. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's I mean, kind of crazy. I, I think it's great. It shows that you have fluidity. Like you can just, you know, go in from one thing to the next and you're no just problem. focused. And that's yeah. great. So, Tanise, where do you come from? Where do you hail from, Miss? Come from L.A., of course, Los Angeles, California. Went to Hamilton High School. Graduated from Hamilton High School. Oh, nice. Um, My mom is here from L.A., which is my mom's side from L.A. Then I have my daddy's side. Mm -hmm. 
Mr. Eddie Gray. And again, my mom is Deborah Gray. Uh-huh. But my dad's side, Texas, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, Marshall, mm-hmm. where he is now, where our family, everything is. Mm-hmm. And come from two really good families. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Oh my gosh, we forgot to finish our quiz. <laughs> okay, we jumped <laughs> like, to something else. But totally you can always did. edit it and do what you got to do, right? I can, okay. yes, but I think let's finish this. It's 10 questions. You've got the first one done already. So, okay. for let's those go. for those of you who are just tuning in, this is Tanise Gray, everybody. The mistress and the wonderful Tanise Gray of Tim and Eric show and tell us some other awesome things you've been in for the um whole career wow i mean most of it is tim and eric Mm -hmm. and then like i said rob mulligan and his wife val Mm -hmm. and you're gonna Um, be doing a show that is coming up right yes with With um with ryan and chris they're doing they're the new producers for the david lieberhardt show Ah. david lieberhardt is a very big part of tim and eric with the puppet mr puppet man oh yeah mr alien man mr i am a christian man oh seriously So, okay, so if they took him seriously, then, you know, that's that's great to yeah. stand your ground in the industry and to be what you want and who you want. Yes, and, and it's not about your religion. If you're funny and they like you, you're in. If not, just keep going. Hot dog. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's great. No, for Let's real. Going. All right, so the first question of the quiz that we're doing, uh, this, I'll, I'll recap, folks. We're doing a Victorian etiquette quiz because, heck, why not? Um, so the first question was, if a young lady saw a gentleman she knew in public and she recognized him, how must he then respond? The correct answer is by lifting his hat. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. So the next question is, this is fun. I like to know this kind of it's stuff. Cute. <laughs> um, in Victorian terms, what does cutting mean? C-U-T-T-I-N-G. Does it mean when a gentleman tries to dance with a lady who is already dancing with another man? Does it mean staring at someone you know but not showing any recognition? How dare you? Or does it mean verbally insulting somebody? I would say cutting in for the dance. Yeah, that sounds right to me, too. Oh, rats. Oh, no, that surprised me. So the correct answer of what does cutting mean in Victorian terms, it means staring at someone you know but not showing them any recognition. Interesting. How dare you? How What year were these questions invented? <laughs> <laughs> When did these questions come out? I don't I understand it because if you think about it, you got to say every question is like, it depends on are they by themselves or are they not by themselves? Well, the first one was. Mm-hmm. The second one is, I would think cutting is like, yeah, you're cutting, jumping in to dance. Cutting in for a dance. But that makes sense too. They spying me, I don't know. It's cutting. Kind of, sort of. Like, it's sharp. It's it's rude, man. It's it's not you right. You stop thing. staring. Yeah. <laughs> So this is our Victorian quiz that we're doing for etiquette, because one must know these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> and so the third question is, what time of day was a Victorian woman expected to be dressed and ready to receive any visitors? Was it between 10 and 12? Was it between 1 and 3? Or was it between 3 and 5? So when should a lady have been dressed and ready to receive visitors in the Victorian era? So think the 1800s, essentially. 10 to noon, 1 to 3, or 3 to 5? 
And is this AM or PM? Oh, right. Yeah, it could be in the middle of the night. Like, come on, let's party. Yeah, it could be a little booty call or something. I don't know. Let's let's get to the Let's party. Take off your corset. Um, Let's have some, like, sherry or something proper that they would drink. Um, Okay. I I suppose they mean morning. I would say 10 to 12. Uh, That's my guess, too, because who would... Yeah. Let's... Mm. Really? No. Oh, my gosh. No. This is before our time, these questions. This is... I know it took a while to get dressed back then. I don't want to call it snooty, but these are snooty times. Oh, uh, yeah. They, <laughs> yes, it seems like they were. And they, it makes sense for the questions and the answers, but, you know, mm-hmm. to me, it could be either. We're learning something. Exactly. I'm going to give me another one. All right, you I were, don't want to say what I'm writing no, on. No, no, here. here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, writing write on, we're writing on paper plates in the we didn't office. Have Sorry, Bruce, too. for the uh, misuse of paper company plate. funds. <laughs> hey, if anyone wants to sponsor the show, we can have more paper plates in here. Tim and Eric, Rob Mulligan, and Ryan and Chris, get some paper Get some paper down here. Yes, please. Avalon, Kelly and Island, ship it here ASAP. That's right. If you hear this, you better do it. KISLAvalon.com. <laughs> Thank you. You better We appreciate you. We're the radio station behind the park, y'all. Um, so, okay, the next question. Oh, so so the answer to this question is, what time of day was a Victorian woman expected to be dressed and ready to receive any visitors? Strangely, she was not expected to be dressed until 3 to 5 p.m. Who, who sleeps that late? You know, it's not that she slept that late. It's when she got dressed because you feel a little more relaxed at that time. Maybe yeah. you got things done early and now you want to look sexy for the one you're eyeing mm-hmm. so i would totally pick that one That's... i didn't pay attention to the question at first but i like that yeah three, three to, to five. five is nice and it says visitors were allowed to drop by between three and five p.m although closer friends could wait until the latter part of that time mm-hmm. slot. Yeah, yeah. i like it <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother is british and i expected myself to know these things but then this is you know the era from the 1800s. So. Yeah, that's them. I was like, we're 2020. Yeah, 2022. I'm going to take it to 2022 oh. in a few months. All right, yeah. So right. you should be here on the island for the New Year's Eve at the casino. It's supposed to be grand. It's supposed to be like wonderful ball, like that whole casino building. By the way, folks, it's not a real casino. It's like, it means a gathering place in Italian. And it's this round building. It's really cool. There's a theater downstairs. Uh, where they played Step Brothers for the wine mixer. <laughs> and I was in a play there. It was so cool. And then the upper floor is like a ballroom, like a dancing. And it's all circular. So it's really, really neat. But anyway, they have like a New Year's Eve gala. And I feel like we should do that and dress in our sparkly dresses. I want to wear something gold. Gorge. Gold and sparkly. Sparkly. All right. Are you ready for question four of the Victorian etiquette? But I like to say this. Yes. Did I... Or did, did I or did I not say I was here for something different? I will be here for New Year's Eve. Yay, girl. Give me five. I Can will you be reach? here for Yay. New Year's Eve. I'm not L.A. for New Year's. Heck yeah. No. This will be a ball, like a real good old ball. I need it. Yes. All right. Number four is when were people expected to arrive for a Victorian dinner party? A, right on time. B, 15 minutes early. Or C, 15 minutes late. I want to say right on time. Okay. Let's see. Huh. No. None of them. Yeah. This is not 2021. I this know. is 1800. That's right. This is, that was them with the petticoats and yes, all of that stuff. All the corsets. We're wearing spandex and bodysuits and pumps and heels and mm-hmm. fishnets and wigs and all type of stuff these days. You know it. <laughs> 
Hey, even though some of them did, the men too. Oh, oh yeah, they did actually with those big like with the knee socks. Yes. Yeah, they did. Oh man, I don't know what I would do if a guy approached me in modern day with like dressed with those knee socks. Dressed like that? No. I, I would like kind of look at him funny, like, oh, that's cute for a minute. But then I would be like, uh, sorry, buddy. Get with the times. Get with the modern times. And I would totally re- ignore him. You would ignore like, him? Like, he's not even, no. It's, I mean, I wouldn't understand why he's approaching me. What? So I would just, hmm. I mean, I, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it would definitely, it would surprise me. If, if a man were dressed like he was from the 1830s and he approached me, I would find it cute but maybe just not know what to say to him i would be like but then again he would tip his hat or whatever like we're learning from the quiz so nice like, little gentleman that's right and he would give me his arm yeah <laughs> yeah okay i'm having fun with this i would go there and i would allow him to do it and take a little maybe a walk but i would totally laugh the whole time <laughs> laughing the like, whole time like what are you doing like dude? is this a joke is somebody pulling a prank on me right now are what Tim the h is going on right now this? Are Tim and Eric secretly yeah, filming Yeah, because Tim this? and Eric are silly like that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see what Tanise has been up to. We haven't talked to her. Hmm. Let's see. Okay. Let's pull a prank. <laughs> They're totally like that. They're some of the most awesome <laughs> two fellas I've ever met in my life. Um, and you guys are getting it tonight. I love you. Yeah. Uh, I want to meet them. They sound really cool. Get them over here. Yeah. We'll get them over, over here. That'd let's be- get them over here on a, the smallest boat possible. <laughs> Like, they have this thing called tiny hats with these little bitty hats. Let's oh. get Tim and Eric over here on a tiny boat. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's perfect. That really, yeah, I know that tiny hat thing that goes yeah. really, really so well. So, they need to get over here on the oh, tiniest yes. boat. Like a 15-foot boat. Like no, just... that's too big. Oh, my God. I want something like the size of a cell phone. Let's see if your asses can fit on that. Can I say a bad word? Oh, actually, I that's might not have a bad to word. edit that out. Okay, you can. But, uh, okay, uh, let's see if those... If those butts, can, those hineys or butts can fit on a cell, a sailboat cell phone. Yes. <laughs> Look, They're I stupid think, like that. I think they could do it. I think they could make it work. They can do anything. They they want, probably, especially with green screen. Oh, you could do anything. Yes, the, the, like the next uh, scene would be them sailing to Catalina on like a tiny boat. A tiny. A it's paddle. a cell phone really though. It's a cell and phone it's so boat. tiny. <laughs> and they're. Con- Tim is on one side, Eric's on the other. They're facing the middle, and they're texting people to let them know where they are. You guys are something else. That's all I can that say. That is awesome. And back to the Victorian cruise. Okay. Yeah, we have a skit. Oh, so question five of ten is, okay. how many seasons did the typical Victorian young woman have to find herself a husband before a spinsterhood became all but certain? So seasons meaning like a year, you know. Of course, yeah. So, so this is when she turns eighteen. That'd be season one. Mm-hmm. Then, um, so there are three choices. So, one, three, or five seasons. So think of this. So would she be a spinster past the age of nineteen? Would she be a spinster past the age of twenty-one? Or would she have been a spinster past the age of twenty-three? You guess. I want to say twenty-one. Okay. Hopefully I get this. These are 1,800 questions. Oh, you're right. Yay. <laughs> I oh, got one for cool. 2021. <laughs> you're going to get a shot glass. You're going to get, get a shot glass. glass. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Hey, hey. Give me a shot. Go Give me something in it. Give me something in it. Give me something in it. I will, girl. <laughs> I've been drinking all of these strange and mysterious liquors. Like, I love to try liqueurs, you know? Mm. And I love to try, like, actually... 
Last night I tried something called Tuwaka. Have you ever seen that? It's like T U A. No, what kind of liquor is that? It's really good. It's smooth. Kind of tastes creamy, sort of like Chihuahua? coffee. It's not a. It's, oh, it's like it. a Kahlua type of thing. Is it kind of sort of like a buffalo milk type of, but a little lower, a little stronger. It's clear. It's clear. So okay. whatever they do to it, it t- to me it tastes like coffee mm. and sort of like creamy at the same time. But there's no cream in it. It's like a clear liqueur. And uh, the guy shook it over ice and just poured it in a glass. And I had a back of soda water, and it was divine. I tell you, divine. So anyway, but back to the quiz, y'all. Thanks for listening. By the way, this is KISL Avalon in Avalon, California, 88.7. And my guest is Denise Gray of The Tim and Eric Show, but also of many other awesome things. She writes, she acts, and she's and doing sing, it. I, and I get my sing on. I get my little rap on, too. Oh, yeah. You'll see soon. Three videos coming to you soon. Hey, hey. <laughs> Stop. Do you use I the should... same name for your um, singer, song tr- songstress? Yeah, just Tanise. Tanise. Just straight. Even Tim, well, they call me Tim and Eric. I mean, Tim and Eric and other producers, they say Tanise Graves. Just some say just Tanise. Oh, okay. But just Tanise. Yeah, Tanise is, is a very recognizable name just by itself. Okay, so we determined the last quiz answer was, so this is the quiz question. If you guys are just tuning in. Um, this Victorian etiquette quiz, because we must know how many seasons did the typical Victorian young woman have to find herself a husband before spinsterhood became all but certain? The answer is three. Uh, the courtship season was a series of balls and other events held primarily from April to June of each year. And um, next question is, da, da, da. <laughs> what was the typical RSVP window for a ball? Was it one day after the receipt of the invitation? Was it two? Wait, no, sorry. Let me read that again. (laughs) (laughs) When were you supposed to RSVP for a ball? One day after the receipt of the invitation? One week after the receipt of the invitation? Or an RSVP was not necessary. Presence was expected. I'm going to go with three. Okay. Oh, rats. No? Um, No. Strangely, this really surprised me. You had to, you had to, in a week? No, believe it or not. The first one? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, because back back then it was horse and carriages, so how do you get, okay, when was the typical RSVP window for a ball expected to be received? Um, So we're talking Victorian times here. So you were supposed to turn in your RSVP one day after receiving the invitation, so you must have had to send like a messenger or a horseman. Yeah. Huh. Well, I would have thought you'd give them a week. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> horse but and buggy. They must know immediately. <laughs> All right. Number seven of ten of the Victorian quiz is dance cards were booklets worn on the wrist of ladies at balls that had space to write the names of upcoming dances and the men they were going to partner with. Which one of these was a big dance card faux pas? A, having an empty dance card. B, writing the same man's name for the first and last dance. Uh, that's kind of clever if you want to dance with the same guy, mm-hmm. though. Um, so, or C, dancing more than three times with the same gentleman. But what if you like the guy? I mean, you know? I'm going to pick two. Okay. Because, you know, you don't, you never knew. That's true. But then again, I got to say, guys, this is 1800s. This is 2021. It's different. <laughs> but people, you know... 
I Pe- know. People are still people. They are. That's and right. people still believe in these ways. Mm. With a horse or carriage or a brand new Bugatti, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Let's see what the answer was. Okay, what's the biggest faux pas uh, of having a dance card? So a dance card was a booklet worn on the wrist of ladies that had space to write the names of the dances and the men they were going to partner with. So your um, answer was? I think two. Two? Writing the same man's name for the first and last dances is a faux pas. Let's see if it is. Oh, no. Actually, the faux pas was dancing more than three times with the same gentleman. Huh. I, I, guess... don't, I don't know what to say about this, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I gave you a Victorian quiz because you told me on the way here that yeah. you wanted to be treated like a lady. Oh, and... that was, oh yeah, but our conversation that we were having, that's yes. so cute. And I thought, well, okay, now we will know what it is, what this means exactly. So, but can I say this? Eighteen yes. hundreds. Oh, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? This is the first thing that came hey, well, up. Don't go to something today because there's no telling what the questions I would know, be. I know, I know. That's why I, I did it like this because I'm like, well, today's questions, everyone is so confused and mm, like, it's a lot I'm, different. Yeah, like, oh, one person might feel this way, one person might feel another way. Yeah. So. You know, in the back of our heads, I think that we all have standards, and here and we're having fun with this. Because I and like, I think some of my answers were pretty cool. I do too. Like they made more sense. Like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. You have to do that. I'm kind of <laughs> surprised. I'm honestly surprised by this. Hey, speaking of which, have you heard? Have you heard of people who dress as steampunk? It's like a thing where people dress like they're from Victorian era, and it's like a trend. Like you know, you've seen people who dress like they're from the fifties, right? Like I actually who- have in. They do something like this in, is it Santa Barbara or oh. is it San Pedro, Palos Verdes? They have a crew of people that actually dress like this. That's cool. And I'm not for sure which city it is, but they actually do it. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. They actually do this. That is awesome. I mean, it's pretty. The, the clothing is pretty cool from that day and age. I think it'd be hard to wear, but <laughs> anyway. too much to take off yeah, and put it really, on. It really is. <laughs> Yeah, that makes me wonder. I uh, And the next question is, question eight of ten. Uh, oh, yes, here we go. This is a good question, actually. How was bread eaten in Victorian times? Was it broken into smaller morsels with a knife and fork? What? Or with a dainty bite? Broken in pieces. Okay, I'm thinking so, too. Give me that one. Come on, now. Yes, you got <laughs> like, it right. Come on, 1800. High five. I know they didn't have forks and spoons back then, and I've seen movies where they, huh. Yeah, where they just break, break off the piece. Yeah. That makes more sense to me, too. Nice. The most sense, yeah. All right, question nine of ten is, to avoid mud while walking, how should a lady hold her skirt? Uh, evenly on both sides with both hands, only on the right side using the right hand, or she should wait for a servant to hold the skirt. You hold them both sides. That's right. That's what I think, too. Of Even course. in this day and age, like. Come on. Why are you going to hold one side up and let one side slide in the mud? No, that's strange. That's very strange. It's Actually, it says the right answer, strangely, is only on the right side one using side. the right hand. And to be honest, uh-huh. now that I think about it to this day, mm-hmm. if I'm crossing anything, I always just. When I wear long Floyd dresses or whatever, I always pick it up from the right side with the right hand. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about it. Okay. Yeah, that is true. Because I don't know why. I'm not left-handed. If I was left-handed, I would probably do it with that. But I've never done it with both hands. No. I do it with the right hand. 
I seldom do with both hands too. And why is the reason? Because it says the re- the reason. And thank you for demonstrating that too. Yeah. Like, because that makes sense. So the reason why ladies in the olden days used to lift up their skirt on only the right side to avoid mud using the right hand was lifting the skirt with both hands showed far too much ankle. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Ankle, not thigh, not oh. buttocks. My God. Get out of here. Yeah, there was a girl at Vaughn's the Ankles. other day. At Vaughn's over here who had a straight up, you know, pair of shorts, but... <laughs> Like most of her butt cheeks were showing. <laughs> they were out. And I was just like, oh, honey, why? Just save it for the beach. Seriously. I don't know. Save it for the beach. <laughs> just, I seriously didn't know why, but. Did you look at her and say, look at that girl with the Daisy Duke sound? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> look at that girl with the Daisy Duke sound. <laughs> <laughs> she was high wired on her cheeks. Bam. <laughs> yeah, she was. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, um, oh, yes. Okay, question 10 of 10 of the Victorian quiz today with Denise Gray. Miss Denise Gray, the lovely Gray. Thank um, you, my babe. You're welcome. Mwah. I, the last question is, how long was a widow expected to don full morning dress after her husband passed away? This black. That's like a black, all black ensemble. I think. Yeah. Before you even give me the the three questions, uh-huh. it is again 2021. Uh-huh. But go on and give them to me. All right. Are you mad about this quiz? <laughs> no, I, I, I was interesting. It's different. I'm I don't just, mind. I'm just making sure that we're I, doing something. Yeah, that's the whole. That's the whole. It's point. fun. I'm just get, you know, once you warm up and mm-hmm. I'm getting you know, me and you were in here. The more we do it, it's it's gonna be foolish. Yes, <laughs> it's my first time. Oh, no, you're great, actually. It's very easy to talk to you. Thank you. It's wonderful. Um, Okay, so last, the question is, how long was a widow in Victorian times expected to don full morning dress? Was it A, one year, B, two years, or C, until remarriage? Well, I want to say with them in that time, I want to say remarriage because they were something else. What all these, yeah, I want to give it that one. Okay, um... Oh, nope. Was Was it a year? Two years. Two? Yeah. (laughs) It says morning attire was a big deal in Victorian times. A widow was expected to wear deep black for two years. In the last six months, she could go into half mourning, which meant adding some white, gray, or lavender colors alongside the black. Huh. Uh, And it said that Queen Victoria, who the era was named after, wore mourning clothes for the rest of her life. Well, wouldn't you know, but she was married to her cousin and she loved her cousin. Like, <laughs> I was just, I thought she'd have more people to choose from being that she was a queen. But it hey. is what it is. You get along with who you get along with. Yes, that is very true. People can say what they want, but it is what it is. Life is what it is. Two different people, individuals, they are who they are. You can't stop them. They connect. Let it be. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not killing and slapping you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Unless it's like slapping a behind and yeah, that's it's like different. affectionate. Well, you know, that's different. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyway, so folks, this was Tanise Gray, the lovely and wonderful Tanise Gray. And I'm so glad that she's on the island. And I'm so glad that I ran into her as I did. Tanise is a writer, actress, extraordinaire. Um, tell us some more things, Tanise. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Anything that you'd like them to know? I just want to say... To everyone that's approaching Hollywood, struggling, 
to become just to get in the industry dream big yes yes dream big keep it up guys and it will happen believe in yourself anything can happen love you tanise gray oh gosh (laughs) tanise that's nice thank you for sharing that that's the perfect message to end this interview with thank you guys all so much for listening to kisl avalon 88.7 fm you're wonderful and we love you this has been the golden hour with anna gold interviewing tanise gray yay bye we'll holla (laughs) (laughs) hey hey